Magnificent morning, folks. This is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast. Her is an acronym for heroic, empowering, and resilient. And this is a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. My main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their personal stories of triumph over adversity. Each of us has a story. Maybe it's an illness, a financial burden, or a dead-end job. In general, unforeseen circumstances can make you feel isolated or alone. But when you feel like you've hit rock bottom, it doesn't mean that it is the end of your story. It is within the darkest nights we produce the brightest stars. And there are women out there who are going through the very same barriers you may be facing today. But they didn't give up. In fact, they used their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women. And if they can break through their hardships, so can you. Because you are her, heroic, empowering, and resilient. And welcome, good morning, folks. Again, it's Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast. I am grateful for all those who are tuning in today, whether you are an avid listener or someone just shot you the link and it's your first time listening. Thank you for joining. Today, I have a very special guest who is Lakeel Mason, born in Greenville, North Carolina, but raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to the A. Lakeel is the 63rd Miss Morris College, my soror, a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and having received a Bachelor's of Science degree from Morris College as well. Lakeel, welcome to Her Story Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's definitely an honor to be on the podcast. Yes, definitely, this definitely. My first, this is your first this podcast? Is my very first podcast interview. Awesome. Yes, yes. Well, look, Lakeel, lay back. No need to be nervous or anything at all. The flow and everything of her story is just to ensure that we are highlighting various women throughout the country, sharing their stories, sharing their resources in building. Because, you know... Um, as women, it's often that there is a certain image that we have to portray or as black women, often in times we have to put on this armor, this armor of strength, but we really don't have those safe havens at times to really just be vulnerable and talk and be transparent about our stories. And there's light within our stories. There are lessons learned within our stories and it's time to build and to share a network of women so, Soror, thank you so much for taking your time out today. I know you have a busy day. Um, you have a signing that's going on and so many different dope things that you are working on. So, thank you for taking your time a- a- again today to join Her Story, Lakeel. Now, um, as we talk about, you know, the purpose of Her Story, again, it's to share those experiences of women. But these past few episodes, we have been focusing on the HBCU experience, right? I am a, a proud graduate of the Southern University and A&M College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So if this is even your first time or your 50th episode that you have tuned into, you have heard me say at least once that I'm a proud graduate of an HBCU. And with me being a proud graduate of an HBCU, it has taught me many valuable lessons that have definitely led, led me and shaped me into an awesome career path, but also... I was a former queen as well, Miss Freshman 2008-2009, and a proud initiate of the Beta Psi chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, all at Southern University. And so I have Lakeel, who is 
a bright young soror who is doing amazing things and here to share her story. Now, if you don't know, um, and if you haven't attended an HBCU, there is so much history and a legacy that is connected to being an HBCU queen, being a member of the royal court, and upholding such a prestigious honor. We are literally the faces of the university, the face of your class, and the direct liaison in between the student body and the administrators. We work hard, we educate, and we fight for the success of our schools. And it's at Southern University that I really found my my space and my voice and all of those things. And Lakeel, what I think is so unique about your story is you didn't shy away from um, being involved in various things uh, on campus, right? And when we look at what it is to quote unquote be a woman, you know, we often tap into like societal norms and all of those things. And what I think is interesting about your story is not only were you a class queen, but the class queen, Miss Morris College, but you are also an athlete, which is awesome, right? And I'm sure that there were some obstacles in terms of you balancing being an athlete and also being a queen. And when we look at the societal norms of what a queen is, um, in the eyes of even some alumni, you know, many things have changed within the past few years and we've broken away from certain traditions. I know for one at Southern University, a few years back, it was something big when one of the class queens took the initiative and wore her natural hair. Like that was a big issue. You know, there are many things in our society sometimes that when we look at natural hair and colorism, all those things still play a big role and part in how we are viewed in societal um, eyes in terms of upholding and having a prestigious title. So how was your experience on the royal court having to balance being an athlete and being a queen as well? Well, luckily, as a student athlete and becoming the 63rd Miss Morris College, I had teachers, coaches, and I had classmates that were very helpful and supportive during my reign. Um, my advisor at the time, Dr. Ali, he even narrowed my class schedule down to, I want to say, maybe three lab classes that semester. Well, that year. Um, just so I can balance everything out because they knew I was a very, they knew I was very, what is the word I'm looking for? I was an essential part of the sports department or athletic department and, um, you know, just being Miss Morris College, it was a big blow. Right. So you will say that, I guess, relationships definitely played a, a big role in terms of like helping you throughout the process of being able to balance both. Right. But um, so when we look at even in the terms of relationships and how that has guided your career path and who you are, you also mentioned that after graduating, you landed a full time job in your profession as a wastewater laboratory uh, uh, analyst. And you definitely attribute that connection to a previous relationship through basketball in Morris College. And so it's definitely important that we formulate these relationships with folks to help us and guide us along the way. You know, um, a lot of times we have these conversations that when we 
reach a, a certain position or a title or ranking even within society sometimes folks are quick to say you know I did it all on my own and it's great to say that you did things on your own but you can't forget those that are in your circle your mentors and those who actually helped and kind of propelled you to get to where you are so can can you explain the importance of like relationship building within your professional life after you know post-graduation absolutely so with the wastewater analyst job, that was a relationship I had with a, a close friend of mine. Um, we actually grew up together. We played basketball together. We went to high school together. We attended Morris College together. And we lived in Atlanta. So she graduated a year before I did. And, you know, she, she kept in touch because she moved back home after she graduated. And I was still at Morris College. So with that relationship, you know, she reached back out, hey, there's an internship opportunity with the city of Atlanta. You know, it's in our field. This will be a great opportunity for you. And because I didn't have, I, I want to say I had one internship under my belt at the time. I was like, okay, I knew internships equal experience, and experience will get you through the door, you know? Right. So I did the internship for three months with the city of Atlanta. From there, I was working maybe part-time for a few months, and then I was able to get my foot in, in the door at another depart- another water department. So with that, that's how I landed my full-time job, and also my connection with the Village Market ATL. Shout out to Dr. Key Hallman. That relationship, <laughs> um, she's actually a former basketball coach of mine in high school. So, you know, reconnecting with her after 10 years. So with the Village Market ATL, it is... Um, basically an ecosystem here based in Atlanta that supports, educates, and provides resources to small black businesses and business owners. Right. So with that connection, I kind of reached out to her and um, was like, hey, is there anything I can do to help, you know? Right. And she was excited that I reached out to her, you know, because the business was growing. And, um, you know, she used to invite me to all of the events via Facebook. And because I was in another state at the time, I could never, I could never attend them. So I was like, oh, now that I'm back home, let me see what this Let is me about. reconnect and reach back out. So, you know, relationships definitely do matter. You know, um, again, like going back to the previous conversation around uh, folks having this idea that it means something more when you say that you can do it on your own. You can still achieve a task and land a job and quote unquote on your own, but it's always those relationships and mentors and different people that support you that's important to have to help you along the way, you know, Um, especially having the experience of landing a full-time job in your profession the, you know, the year after you graduate. That's something that's major and having to attribute that to a relationship is, you know, I think a key point in terms of folks when they are looking for um, things that will help them to be successful in whatever career path that they may choose. When I think about my career path, it's definitely different because I graduated in 2012. I graduated in 2012, political science, second highest GPA in my department, cum laude, honors, all of those things underneath my belt. But unlike you, I didn't stress or know the importance of an internship in garnishing those type of experiences prior to me graduating. So I sat there confused, trying to figure things out. If law school was for me, you know, if it was something else that I wanted to do in terms of just civic engagement and in the community, it was all those different things that kind of just plagued within my mind. But it wasn't until a year 
after I graduated that I actually landed a job and it wasn't a job that I knew was going to be my career. It was an office job, right? It was minimum wage. It was part-time. This is after I've graduated with my bachelor's with these things underneath my belt. So it was something that was difficult for me to adjust, but I will say that the character, my character was definitely, um, you know, highlighted or, um, it was shown to truth based off of a relationship with an older soror who helped me even with that job. And based off of that and my work ethic landed me the next job and connected me to other people. And these folks connected me to the next job. So it's just, it's important that we reach out, that we formulate different relationships with um, individuals and with folks. And even when, um, I know you said that you have an interest in like in, in, uh, philanthropy as well. In philanthropic efforts, relationships definitely matter in between donors, in in between, um, across many sectors. So thank you for sharing like the importance of relationships that got you in the door with your profession. And when you think about other uh, past experiences and things that have, have taken place, um, going back to college, right? Being on that campaign trail, um, the relationships that you form with your teachers and helping you trying to balance uh, between basketball and in between being a, a queen on that campaign trail, which is something that is, you know, is different. It's difficult. It's a, a, a different experience for everyone that is on it. But what lessons did you learn in leadership that really help you, you know, carry out your personal goals, your career goals? say, you know, leadership, it is a very difficult position. Um, not everyone may agree with your leadership decisions, um, and, and that's okay. So I think the biggest lesson I learned was just to stay focused and, you know, just stay positive through it all. Because Definitely. there are some ups and downs with being a leader, um, you know, so, and decision making. Decision making is very important in a leadership position or leadership role. So Definitely. Yeah, I, I would agree with you with that. Definitely staying afloat and staying focused. And um, even when building out, when I'm thinking about my past experiences from, you know, various projects, not even just like uh, within campaigns, but like you said, within leadership, it's difficult. It's difficult because at times people are, aren't always going to agree with you. But it's important that, you know, whatever you believe in, whatever moralistic views or values that you have, um, you know, stand, stand strong within that foundation. And as long as you strongly believe within your leadership and it is a reflection of those um, who you are leading, like the values of those that you are leading and you're serving the people and are people centered, then stand strong in whatever project, campaign or anything that you are trying to push forward and, and definitely remain focused because that focus is what's going to carry you to the next level. So when we think about terms of the next level, what is next for you? Like what are some upcoming projects or what are some new things that you are interested in? So for me, I am, I have just started taking acting classes. So I guess soon you will see me somewhere on TV. <laughs> right. Um, going to continue to serve where I can. So after being a collaborator for the very first HBCU Queen anthology, I do plan on publishing my own book um, that will surround 
you know, just, uh, you know, motivation. It'll be a memoir to, you know, just share my experience as a young woman and, you know, things I've been through and how I got through them. Also, just, you know, as I said before, just living where I can. Right. And so when you think about those those shared experiences and things that have happened, um, you know, what advice would you give to a young woman who's interested in attending an HBCU? I say go for it. To be honest, I knew think about an HBCU before I attended one. Even during my looking, I didn't even know how to look for schools, you know, because I am the first graduate of college in my family. Um, you know, I knew nothing about it. I would say go for it. So would you say and, that you're I, interested in, like, mentoring young ladies, you know, mentoring them to ensure that their experience in even in search and trying to find a college or a university can um, be different based off of yours? Um, I am definitely interested in mentor- mentorship. I think mentorship is very important. Even now, I, you know, I, even as a college graduate, I still have mentors. So I think that's very important when navigating through life is someone to guide, you know, to share things that they've done that they wish they could have done differently at the time. Right. So yes, um, I'm definitely interested in mentoring. Okay, awesome. So, you know, it appears that you have a lot that is going on, um, you know, post-graduation, that you're a, a bright young lady that has a lot planned in terms of you um, furthering your professional career, in terms of you also um, taking taking heed and just being adventurous, adventurous in um, trying new things in terms of modeling and acting and your interest in giving back to the community and philanthropic efforts and all of those good things. So where and how can folks stay connected to you and get plugged in to your upcoming projects, to um, the focus on your memoir and sharing your story? Yeah, so to connect with me, I'm usually on Instagram more than any other social media platform. So my Instagram is at the real underscore LaKeel, P-H-E-R-E-A-L underscore L-A-K-I-L. Um, I recently got back on Facebook, and that is just my name, my full name, LaKeel Mason. And um, I'm also working on a website where you could, you know, you're able to contact me also. Okay, awesome, Lakeel. Well, thank you, Sora. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, folks, you know, there you have it. If you want to tap in and get reconnected with Lakeel and maybe partner on some upcoming projects or learn more about who she is and her journey and what has led her to her professional career and the many things that she is into today, go ahead and reach out to her on IG and on Facebook and her, um, you know, the launching of her website. And so audience, you know, always in closing, remember that your story is not solely for you and it's meant to be shared with other women and provide hope to those facing similar situations. You definitely don't have to be ashamed or afraid or shy away from sharing your story because you are a victor, you are a winner, and you will not be defeated. You are her. Heroic 
empowering, and resilient. And if you were empowered, uplifted, or interested in any type of way, please follow Her Story Podcast on Instagram at herstory underscore podcast. There is a new episode that drops every Wednesday and can be found on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. And again, this is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast, and we're out.